Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here, and I wanted to just come before you for a few moments um, just to share, just to share a few things that God has placed upon my heart. As you all know, um, we are going through a very special journey uh, in this season, uh, just, just with sickness and illness just running rampant through the family. And God has commissioned me to pray and intercede and and continue to seek him for healing for the family. I share with you all, I'll be praying until God says stop, (laughs) 5 a.m. and 7 p.m. every day. Sometimes I I get a little lost in the day and I may uh, be a little late to the prayer line. But if you all join, if you all get on there and I'm not there, text me or call me or something. It just means I got a little caught up, but I'm so grateful for what God is doing. We are seeing, we are seeing the miracles. We are seeing the outpouring of the signs and the wonders that God is doing in the family. And I I happen to notice over the last couple of years, we we have just been hit. <laughs> Our family has been hit with with illnesses, and I mean, just stuff that makes no sense. Uh, we we lost an aunt and uncle just abruptly. You, you could not have told me that that that's how our year would end uh, with both of them. Uh, no longer being with us, but this thing has 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 breached <laughs> and and hit the family. Earlier this year, we we lost a a cousin. Uh, I believe they said she had cancer and and COVID, and and then now you know we've got my niece is suffering. She had a, a aneurysm, and they said that they believe she had a stroke. Very young, very young. I I need to ask what her actual age is, but I don't believe that she has hit 40 yet but she's very young just had a baby and and uh just the the nurse when I talked to the nurse the nurse told me she said she had just come in days before this happened and everything checked out she was doing well she was doing well and and this uh uh aneurysm occurred and she is now in a coma uh but we're thanking God. We're thanking God because we see progress every day. Every day we see something God is showing us step by step that he is right in the midst. But we are praying for her complete recovery and that she'll come out, uh, you know, breathing and, and, and alert and talking and walking and, you know, all that good stuff. Her baby's need her. She's got a brand new baby brand newborn. But anyway, and then um, uh, my brother, uh, my brother-in-law, his sister uh, went into the hospital. They said that they believe she had multiple mini strokes, multiple mini strokes. And and so, and and you all know, uh, because I shared, you know, that my mom uh, is having some, some challenges, you know, with her health, but we declared the victory. We declare the victory. We will confess healing. We're confessing healing. Uh, we're not discounting what they're going through. We know, we know the sickness and you know and, and illness has has come and crept into their bodies, but we trust God, so we are speaking healing. And as we speak healing, we declare it because we call those things to be not as though they are. Amen. And what we bind in the heavens, it will be bound in the earth. And what we bound in the earth, it'll be bound in the heavens. And what we loose on earth, it'll be loosed in the heavens. So we thank God that he has given us that power and authority. And I had gotten word as well that one of my other cousins um, had uh, COVID and was in the hospital, I believe an aunt. Uh, had it as well. So we're seeing this. We're seeing an influx of uh, disease and illness and, and you know, just situations that manifest and manifest to the point that I believe that some of the family members uh, are leaving prematurely uh, 
And so we are so grateful to God because he is a sovereign God and we don't question God. We don't question his sovereignty. We accept what God allows. We accept what he allows. But if we can do something about it, (laughs) if we can do something about it, we will. And as long as they have breath in their body, so long as God has allowed them to see another day, I am praying on their behalf and I am trusting God for healing. There's no other option. There is no other way. God has given us the power and the authority He has given us the power and the authority to call these things, to declare these things, and to believe, to believe, and to receive. We have faith. We have faith, and we know that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or even imagine. But anyway, I'm excited today because I wanted to maybe introduce some of you to uh, a a guide and a book that in the past has been so uh, beneficial to me uh, in in my walk. And, And I was introduced to this years ago, and I was thinking about it the other day. I can't remember if I came across this during the time when my dad was sick or or if it was something that was happening in my body uh, and, and I came across this book. But anyway, I wanted to share it with you all and maybe go through a couple of the chapters, but I would admonish you all to go out and grab this book because when I tell you it is life changing, it is life changing. It's, it is on Audible and also you can get uh, a, a paperback version of the book. Um, I have and I cannot find it. I This is why I need to start going through all of my boxes. When I moved, I still haven't and it's almost four years and uh, who knows, I'm I'm praying that God will uh, open up the doors that I'll be able to purchase this house, uh, but kind of ran into some stuff. So who knows, I might be moving again next year, or, or I might still be here, who knows. But anyway, I need to go through them boxes because I had a little version of this book and I loved it <coughs> because it had a leather back. And uh, it smelled really, really good. I love the pages. That that leather uh, against paper, it smells so good to me. But anyway, I had this book, but I can't find the, the physical copy of it. But you can get it on Amazon uh, or you can download it. There's a PDF version I found online uh, and print it off for yourself. But anyway, the book is written by... A guy named uh, Charles Clapp, and I'm trying to get to the page in the book. Uh, his name is uh, Charles Cl- uh, Caps. Caps. Uh, that's C A P P S. Charles C A P P S. And the name of the book is God's Creative Power for Healing. God's creative power for healing. And just so that you know, the premise of the book, he talks about God's word being medicine to not just our souls, but our bodies. And we know that God's word is healing. We know that his word is divine healing. So anyway, he takes you through that. And like I said, I love it. I love this book. And he talks about the gospels, gospels, G-O-S-P-I-L-L-S, so gospels, or some people may say God's pills, G-O-D-S-P-I-L-L-S, and it is the premise that you ingest the word three times a day, so just as a physician will prescribe to you a prescription He's prescribing the prescription of God's word, speaking it over your body, speaking it over your body in certain areas. Uh, and and I learned as I um, reverted back, as I started studying uh, since I, uh, you know, our family started dealing with these issues. And one thing about me, one thing about me, I like to get strategic about how I go to God. 
Because I know that God is not a respecter of persons and he ain't moved by our emotions, but he is a God who is principled. So I've been trying to gather uh, healing scriptures and, you know, scriptures of hope and and scriptures of of healing. But anyway, uh, I love to go back. And what I learned is that he has a, a revised version of his book, I guess, an added version uh, that he did. And I'm, I'm going to try to get through that, that one as well. But anyway, uh, I want you all to go and purchase that book. It is something of power. It will change your life. And, and I am declaring these gospels over our family members three times a day, whether they take it or not. I said, God, let me stand proxy <laughs> on behalf of the family because everybody don't believe like we believe. And and my thing is, God, don't, don't, don't hold it to them now. Nah. Don't hold it to them. We're going to come and that's why we stand on behalf of the family. That's why we intercede for the family. Uh, I, I, I'm going to pass this information on uh, that they'll be able to uh, speak it on their own behalf for those of them uh, who who are in a, a, you know, they have their faculties and the capacity um, to do so. But anyway, all right, so here we go. Uh, In this book, I I love how he brings out in in the first chapter, and I'm going to be doing a lot of reading because I want you all to get it from the author. I want you to get it from the author. I don't want you to take my word for it, okay? Because I can give you my spiel. But but he did such a great job. And I thank God. I thank God for giving him the revelation and for him articulating it in such a way that it makes this simple for us that we can get it. All right, so he starts out. In the first chapter, again, this is God's creative power for healing. And in his first chapter, he talks about God's creative power will work for you. But he goes on to speak about the great confession. And here's what he says. He says, Christianity is called the great confession. But most Christians are defeated in life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, this this where we get mixed up. I go back to the second grade reading out loud and be messing up. But anyway, it says the great confession. Christianity is the great confession. But most Christians who are defeated in life are defeated because they believe and confess. Check this out. The wrong things. They believe and confess the wrong things. That's why I was very careful when I talked about the challenges that our family members were having in their lives, that I confess that they will be healed. We don't discount or take away from the reality of what they go through, but we confess that they will be healed. He goes on to say, they have spoken the words of the enemy and those words hold them in bondage. Proverbs 6, 1 through 2 says, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Faith-filled words will put you over. Fear-filled words will defeat you. Words, listen, are the most powerful thing in the universe. You hear that? He said words are the most powerful things in the universe. He said faith-filled words, those words that are filled with faith, will put you over. Fear-filled words will defeat you. So here's how I interpret that. When you have fear, when a doctor call you up and say, hey, you know, we we see cancer, you know, we see the tumors in your body, you know, and and, and, uh, it's not looking good. Fear-filled words coming out of your mouth would be, Lord God, I'm going to (laughs) die. This is it for me. It's, it's, it's too late. But faith-filled words will say, by his stripes, I'm healed. You, you, you following me? He goes on to say in the same chapter, he says, man is a spirit being 
very capable of operating on the same level of faith as God. You understand? Man is a spirit being who is very capable of operating on the same level of faith as God. We read in Mark 9 and 3, Jesus said unto them, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Matthew 17 and 20 says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, Ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. Mark 11 and 23 says, For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever shall, I'm sorry, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea, and thou and and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. <laughs> the next part of the first chapter, and I'm telling you, this is good. This is really, really good. It's the spiritual law. Spiritual law. And the man of God says that this is not theory. It is fact. Spiritual law is not theory. It is fact. It is spiritual law. It works every time it is applied correctly. Every time it is applied correctly. This is a spiritual law. God never does anything without what? Saying it first. God never does anything without saying it first. God is a faith God. He releases his faith in words. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God in Mark 11 and 22. A more literal translation of the above verse, have the God kind of faith or faith of God. Ephesians 5 and 1 literally tells us to be imitators of God as children imitate their parents. This is key, y'all. This is key. To imitate God, you must talk like him and act like him. He would not ask you to do something you are not capable of doing. We have the capability to do it. Jesus operated in faith principles in Mark 11 and 23 and Matthew 17 and 20 while he was on earth. He spoke to the wind and sea. He spoke to demons. He spoke to the fig tree. He even spoke to dead men. The wind, sea, tree, demons, and even the dead were obedient to what he said. He operated in the God kind of faith. God is a faith God. He releases faith in words. Jesus was imitating his father and getting the same results as his father. In John 14 and 12, Jesus said, He that believeth on me. The works that I shall, that I do, shall he do also and greater. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also and greater. These principles of faith are based on spiritual laws. They work for whosoever will apply the laws. You set them in motion by the words of your mouth. This chapter in this area says, do you really want all negative things you have been confessing to come to pass? Are you believing for those things? If Jesus came to you personally and said, from this day forward, it will come to pass that everything you say will happen exactly as you say it. (laughs) Would you change your vocabulary? He goes on to say, I believe it would. This is the thing that that got me yesterday as I was 
reading through this, and I, I love it. I love it. I love it. The principle of binding and loosing. He said in, in Matthew 16 and 17, Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Psalms 119 and 89 tells us forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. What God said is already established. It is now up to you. What are you going to say about it? God will not alter what he has said. My covenant will not I break nor alter the things that has gone out of my lips in Psalms 89 and 34. Whose just went through an entire chapter and uh, everything cut off. Everything cut off. But anyway, God knows, and 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 I literally was about to say, all right, well, <laughs> enough. I done done enough. But I'm going to go ahead and pick up from where I, I left off and uh, it is my intention <coughs> to just share with you all, but I'm going to say, pick up the book, pick up the book. Um, All right, where did I leave off? It said, whose words will you establish in the earth? The power of binding and loosing, very powerful. Spoken words, spoken words program your spirit and your heart either to success or defeat. Words are containers. They're containers. They carry faith or fear, or they produce after their own kinds. Let's be clear. They carry faith or fear, or they produce after their own kinds. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10 and 17. Faith comes more quickly than you hear yourself quoting, speaking, or saying the things God said you will more readily receive God's word into your spirit by hearing yourself say it than if you hear someone else say it. All right. And so I shifted over <laughs> to the original version of this book and I and I got through the whole chapter and it's funny because I didn't look up on my recording to really see that it had stopped recording. So I'm, I'm going to go over this again. But uh, just in case we get disconnected, the book that I am reading from is God's Creative Power. And uh, it is by Charles Capps, C-A-P-P-S. He is the author of so many great books. Uh, Let me read them off to you. Is Jesus our intercessor? He wrote a book, Hope, a Partner of Faith. Seed, Time, and Harvest is another one of his books. God's God's Image of You is a book that he wrote. Success, Motivation Through the Word. The Tongue, a Creative Force, Releasing the Ability of God Through Prayer. Call Your Faith. I'm sorry, because I'm a little jacked up because my mind is just a little discombobulated with how that recording stopped. Can your faith fail? Changing the seen and shaping the unseen. That sounds like a good one. God's creative power will work for you. That's the one that we're working through. Authority in three worlds. How you can avoid tragedy. Angels, faith and confession. Substance of things. How to have faith in your faith. Oh, I like that. How to have faith in your faith. Kicking over sacred cows. The light of life. God's creative power for healing. I think that's the one we might be in. God's creative power for healing. And then he also has God's creative power will work for you. 
uh, and then The Messenger of Satan. So these are all books that he has written. Uh, so I'm going to get us through this chapter. Uh, and uh, once I finish this chapter, he has some what he calls God's pills or God's pills uh, that I'm going to read through and, and make those confessions. But going back to his original uh, version of his book, and chapter five, chapter five is understanding the principles, understanding the principles. And let me read it. It says, now that you have gone through the scripture confessions, and these are the confessions above, uh, 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 beforehand that I'm going to read after this segment. It says, let's look at the principle that could be the key to you being a partaker of God's provisions concerning your healing. There is probably no other subject as important to your healing and health than the principles of calling things that are not. We see in Romans 4, 17 through 22, that Abraham became fully persuaded that God would do what he had promised. I thank God. I thank God even for that, that little glitch that caused me to have to come back and read this again. But I'm telling you, it's so powerful. The way that he became fully persuaded was by calling those things which were not manifest as though they were. We pick up this in the verse in verse 17 and it says, as it was written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Romans 4 and 17. Here Peter is referring to Genesis in the 17th chapter. You will notice that God called Abram the father of nations before he had the promised child. And he taught Abram to do the same. God changed Abram's name to Abraham, which meant father of nations or multitude. This was the means he used to convince Abraham to call for what he did not yet have into reality. God had established it by promise, but Abram had to call it into reality by mixing faith with God's word. Every time he said, I am Abraham, he was calling things that were not yet manifest. Abraham did not deny that he was old. He didn't go around saying, I'm not old, because he was old. But he said, I am Abraham, father of nations. This was God's method of helping him change his image and cause him to be fully persuaded. Paul also gives us insight into the principle in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. But he have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. The base things of the world and things which are despised, God have chosen, yea, all things which are not to bring to naught things that are. In other words, God uses spiritual forces which are not seen to nullify natural things that are seen. This is the Bible principle of calling things that are not as though they are. Then in 2 Corinthians 4.13, Paul says, We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believe and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Peter is is quoting David when he said, I believe and therefore I have spoken. In Psalms 118 and 17, David said, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. When it came to divine healing, this is a vital, when it comes to divine healing, this is a vital principle. We should declare to ourselves what God's words reveals about us, regardless of the current circumstances or how we feel about it. In Romans 10, 6 through 8, Paul says that the righteousness of the, I'm sorry, Paul says that the righteousness which is of faith says, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. 
Notice the word is first in your mouth and then in your heart. God's word becomes engrafted into your heart as you speak it. There is nothing more important in your faith than declaring what God has said about you in your own voice. (laughs) Giving voice to God's word is a method of calling for things that God has given by promise and are not yet manifest. When you do this, some would say that you are denying what exists. But that's not true at all. You are establishing what God has said to be true concerning healing, even though it is not yet a reality in your body. You don't deny the sickness exists, but you deny the right it you deny its right to exist in your body. Because you have been redeemed from the curse of the law and delivered from the authority of darkness. God has also given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. These things belong to you. When you are sick and confess that you are healed by his stripes, you are calling for what God has already given you, even though it is not yet manifest. This is God's method of calling things that are not as though they are until they are. They are there are some who have misunderstood this principle. And they call things that are as though they are not. In other words, they deny what exists. But there's no power in denying that sickness exists. The power is in calling for healing and help by mixing faith with God's word. If you are sick, you don't deny that you're sick. Yet on the other hand, you don't want to always be confessing your sickness for For that will establish your present circumstance to you. Denying sickness won't make you well, but by mixing faith with God's word, you are calling for the promise of God to be manifest in your body. This will cause you to be fully persuaded and healing is the result. There are some who say that you are lying if you confess that you are healed when you are sick. No. You are simply calling for healing that God has already provided, even though it is not yet manifest in your body. What you are really doing is practicing God's medicine. You are not trying to convince anyone that you are not sick, but you are simply proclaiming what God has said in his word to be a fact. Regardless of your present situation, the word says by whose stripes we are healed, by Jesus' stripes. Notice, it is in past tense as far as God is concerned, but not yet manifesting your body. You are calling your body well. You are calling your body well according to Luke 17, 5 and 6 and Mark 11 and 23. Your body is listening to you. And it will obey you if you believe and doubt not in your heart. Your words have more effect on your body than anyone else's words. Your body was created with the ability to heal itself. And if every part functions properly, it will. Some sicknesses are caused by chemical imbalances in the body. And the part of the brain that controls the speech also controls the secretion of chemicals to the body. This sheds some more light on what Jesus said in Mark 11 and 23. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Call what you want. The one mistake that so many Christians make is that they call things that are the way that they are. By doing this, they are establishing the present condition or circumstance in their heart, mind, and also in their bodies. One mistake that so many Christians make is that they call things that are 
the way that they are. By doing this, they are establishing the present condition or circumstance in their heart, mind, and also in their body. The author says, I read an article many years ago about a lady that had a fever continually for several months. Doctors couldn't find anything wrong physically. They questioned her thoroughly and discovered that when she got upset about anything, she would always say, that burns me up. She used that phrase several times a day. They were not sure if it had anything to do with her current condition or not, but they asked her to not use that phrase anymore. And within weeks, her body temperature was normal. How many times have you said, every time I eat, it makes me sick? My back is killing me. Those kids make me so nervous. Or I'm trying to take the flu. Your words are giving instruction to your body and your immune system will eventually respond to your instructions. But God's method is to call for positive things even though they are not yet a reality in your body. You call them until they are manifest. You have a God-given right to exercise authority over your body. In Romans 8 and 13, Paul tells us, if you live after the flesh, you will die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Your flesh wants to say, your flesh wants to say it one way, but your spirit, if trained properly, wants to say it the way God says it in his word. Your body will respond to the demands of the human spirit. If you feed the spirit man God's word, it will make demands on the flesh to line up with the word of God. When you exercise, you demand more energy from your body. Your heart beats faster and more blood flows, flow brings more oxygen to body cells. And your body responds to your demands in a natural manner. But you must make the demand on it before it will respond. Even your dog or your cat will respond to the command of your voice. How much more shall your body respond to the demands made upon it by the word of God spoken out of your own mouth? The truth is your body always responds to your words in some manner, either for better or for worse. So choose your words carefully. He goes on to say, several years ago, an article appeared in the Shreveport, Louisiana Louisiana Times written by a neurosurgeon. The title of the article was, Talk to Your Body to Rid Eels. He was using a method uh, which he called mental exercise, which involves literally telling your body what to do. He offered examples of a diabetic who instructs his pancreas to secrete insulin or a person with hypertension who says several times a day, my blood pressure is 120 over 80. He said it makes no difference whether the patient knows where his pancreas is or what 100 over 80 means, the body knows. There is more truth in Mark 11 and 23 than most people realize. You can have what you say in faith, but most people are saying what they have. God created man's body to live forever, but sin brought the curse of sickness and death. The human body has an inherent ability to heal itself, but because of improper chemical balance and improper functioning of certain organs, certain medicines and chemicals will aid the body in the healing process. But God's word is the original and most powerful medicine available today. It was his word that created the human body. It is the original medicine sent 
for the specific purpose of healing. Medical science is finding that the principle of Mark 11 and 23 really works, even to bring health to our physical bodies. The words of Jesus in Luke 17 and 6 ring clear. If ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye might say unto the sycamore tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it shall obey. And it should obey. The interlineal, um, I'm sorry, interlinear Greek-English New Testament Bible says, it would obey you. Jesus is not really talking about a literal tree here, but problems that you face in life. Whether you are calling for your blood pressure to be 120 over 80 or confessing that your pancreas secretes the proper amount of insulin, there is always someone that wants to accuse you of lying because they don't understand the principle of faith. So it's not necessary for you to make these confessions before others. Make them to yourself and in your own prayer time as you fellowship with the Lord. Remember, when you are sick, call yourself well, for you are calling for what you don't have. If you put this into practice and make it a way of life, then your body will respond to your faith demands that are based on the authority of God's holy word. No, it won't happen just because you say it, but saying it is involved in causing it to happen. Saying it is the way you plant the seed for what you need. The spoken word of God imparts spirit life into your physical body. For his word is incorruptible. For his word is incorruptible seed and it produces after itself. The author puts out a challenge and I I put out the challenge as well. He says, I challenge you to set aside time by yourself daily to fellowship with God. Make it a practice to meditate his word by speaking (coughs) it to your body. Do it two or three times a day. Then double up your confession in the area where you have the most problems. Pray the word over your body. Declare it to be true until you are fully persuaded. Your body will respond to your voice. How much more will it respond to God's spoken word and faith? All right, amen. I love this book. And uh, I'm going to, in the next segment, I'm going to declare the gospels. And I pray that you all uh, will stand in agreement and begin to quote these over your own life two and three times a day. <laughs> and God has a way of doing things. I can't. I still can't believe that my recording stopped. Um, but anyway, all right, let's get to the next section. All right, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let's let's get to these gospels. <laughs> Chapter four of his book talks about God's medicine, and he instructs that this is to be spoken by mouth three times a day until faith comes. Then once a day to maintain faith. If circumstances grow worse, double the dosage. Uh, there are no harmful side effects. I love that part. <laughs> No harmful side effects. All right. Now, let's see. It's it's closer uh, to the time when people start waking up. So, hopefully, nobody calls or interrupts and I don't get cut off. But if I do, I'm going to keep it going. I'll start right back up. Okay? All right. So, the first one, and I'll just read straight through them. I'll give you the scripture text as well. But I'll read it according to how he has it in uh, the word. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Sickness and disease have no power over me. I am forgiven and free from sin and guilt. I am dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. Colossians uh, chapter 1 verses 20, 
1 and 22. I am free from unforgiveness and strife. I forgive others as Christ has forgiven me for the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Matthew 6, uh, chapter 6, verse 12, Romans 5 and 5. Jesus bore my sins in his body on the tree. Therefore, I am dead to sin and alive unto God, and by his stripes I am healed and made whole. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, Romans 6, 11, 2 Chronicles 2, uh, 5 and 21. Jesus bore my sickness and carried my pain. Therefore, I give no place to sickness or pain. For God sent his word and healed me. Psalms 107 and 20. Father, because of your word, I am an overcomer. I overcome the world and the flesh and the devil by the blood of the lamb. And the word of my testimony. 1 John 4 and 4, Revelations 12 and 11. We have, I'm sorry, (laughs) where I saw we. You have given me abundant life. I will receive that life through your word. And it flows to every organ in my body, bringing healing and health. John 10 and 10, John 6 and 63. Heavenly Father, I attend to your word. I incline my ears to your sayings. I will not let them depart from my eyes. I keep them in the midst of my heart, for they are life and healing to all my flesh. Proverbs 4, uh, 20 through 22. As God was with Moses, so is he with me. My eyes are not dim. Neither are my natural focuses abated. I I don't know what is going on with my reading. Uh, All right, I'm going to read this over. As God with, goodness, as God was with Moses, so is he with me. My eyes are not dim, neither are my natural forces abated. Blessed are my eyes for they see and my ears for they hear. Deuteronomy 34 and 7. No evil will befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling, for you have given your angels charge over me. They keep me in all my ways, and my pathway is life, healing, and health. Psalms 91, 10, and 11, uh, Proverbs 12 and 28. Jesus took my infirmities. And bore my sicknesses. Therefore, I refuse to allow sickness to dominate my body. The life of God flows within me, healing to every fiber of my being. Matthew 8, 17, John 6 and 63. I am redeemed from the curse. Galatians 3 and 13 is flowing in my body stream, in my bloodstream. It flows to every cell of my body, restoring life and healing. I am redeemed from the curse. Galatians 3 and 13 is flowing in my bloodstream. It flows to every cell of my body, restoring life and health. The life of 1 Peter 2 and 24 is a reality in my flesh, restoring every cell of my body. I present myself (laughs) I present my body to God, for it is the temple of the living God. God dwells in me, and his life permeates my spirit, soul, and body, so that I am filled with the fullness of God daily. Romans 12, 1 and 2, John 14 and 20. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I make a demand on my body to release the right chemicals. My body is in perfect chemical balance. My pancreas secretes the proper amount of insulin for life and health. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. Heavenly Father, 
through your word, you have imparted your life to me. That life restores my body with every breath I breathe and every word I speak. John 6 and 63, Mark uh, 11 and 23. That which God has not planted is dissolved and rooted out of my body in Jesus' name. 1 Peter 2 and 24 is engrafted into every fiber of my being and I am alive with the life of God. Mark 11, 23, John 6, 63. For growth, tumors, and arthritis, Jesus bore the curse for me. I forbid growth and tumors to inhabit my body. The life of God within me dissolves growth and tumors, and my strength and health is restored. Uh, Matthew 16 and 19, John 14, 13, and Mark 11 and 23. Growth, tumors, growth and tumors have no right in my body. They are a thing of the past, for I am delivered from the authority of darkness. Colossians 1, 13 and 14. Every organ and tissue in my body functions in the perfection that God created it to function. I forbid any malfunction in my body in Jesus' name. Genesis 1, 28 and 31. God, your word has become a part of me. It is flowing in my bloodstream. It flows to every cell of my body, restoring and transforming my body. Your word has become flesh. For you sent your word and it healed me. James 1, 21, Psalms 107, 20, Proverbs 13 and 3. Your word is manifest in my body, causing growths to disappear. Arthritis is a thing of the past. I make a demand on my bones and joints to function properly in Jesus' name. Mark eleven twenty three, Matthew 17 and 20. Heavenly Father, as I give voice to your word, the law of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ makes me free from the law of sin and death. And your life is energizing every cell in my body. Romans 8 and 12. Arthritis, you must go. Sickness must flee. Tumors can't exist in me for the spirit of God is upon me. And the word of God is written within me. Sickness, fear, and oppression have no power over me, for God's word is my confession. Mark 11 and 23. For heart and blood. Thank you, Father, that I have a strong heart. My heart beats with the rhythm of life. My blood flows to every cell of my body, restoring life and health abundantly. Proverbs 12 and 14, 14, and 30. My blood pressure is 120 over 80. The life of God flows in my blood and cleanses my arteries of all matter that does not pertain to life. Mark 11 and 23. My heartbeat is normal. My heart beats with the rhythm of life, carrying the life of God throughout my body, restoring life and health abundantly. John 17 and 23, Ephesians 2 and 22. I have a strong heart. Every heartbeat floods my body with life and cleanses me of disease and pain. Exodus 23 and 25, Mark 11 and 23. I command my blood cells to destroy every disease, germ, and virus that tries to inhabit my body. I command every cell of my body to be normal in Jesus' name. Romans 5 and 17, Luke 17 and 6. Every cell that does not promote life and health in my body is cut from its life source. My immune system will not allow tumorous growth to live in my body in Jesus' name. Luke 17 and 6, Mark 11 and 23. I am redeemed from the curse of the law and my heart beats with the rhythm of life. The spirit and life of God's word flows in me, cleansing my blood and 
of every disease and impurity. Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. For your arteries and cells. In Jesus' name, my arteries will not shrink and become clogged. Arteries, you are clean, elastic, and function as God created you to function. Luke 17 and 6. Mark 11, 23. Isaiah 55, 11. James 3, 2 through 5. The law of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. Therefore, I will not allow sin, sickness, or death to lord over me. Romans 8 and 2. Romans 6, 13 and 14. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me, permeating his life through my veins, sending healing throughout my body. Romans 8 and 11. In Jesus' name, I forbid my body to be deceived in any manner. Body, you will not be deceived by the virus, by any virus or disease, or disease germ. Neither will you work against life or health in any way. Every cell of my body supports life and health. Matthew 12, 25, and uh, 35a. For the immune system. My immune system grows stronger by day. I speak life to my immune system. I forbid confession in, in my immune system. I forbid confusion in my immune system. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me and quickens my immune system with the life and wisdom of God that guards the life and health of my body. Healthy bones and marrow. I speak To the bones and joints in my body, I call you normal in Jesus' name. My bones and joints will not respond to any disease. For the spirit of life, for the spirit life of 1 Peter 22 and 24 permeates every bone and joint of my body with life and health. Father, I make demands on my bones to produce perfect marrow. I make a demand on the marrow to produce pure blood that will ward off sickness and disease. My bones refuse any offense of the curse. Proverbs 6 and 24. I make a demand on my joints to function perfectly. There will be no pain or swelling in my joints. My joints refuse to allow anything that will hurt or destroy them their normal function, Proverbs 17 and 22. Finally, enforcing life. Mix thoroughly. These these are gospels. He's saying mix them thoroughly with faith and authority to be taken by word of mouth as often as needed to maintain health and life. Body, I speak the word of faith to you. I demand that every internal organ perform a perfect work. For you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, I charge you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the authority of his holy word to be healed and made whole in Jesus' name. Proverbs Uh, 12 and 18. Father, I resist the enemy in every form that he comes against me. I require my body to be strong and healthy, and I enforce it with your word. I reject the curse, and I enforce life in this body. James 4 and 7. I will not die, but live and declare the works of God. Psalms 118 and 17. You have forgiven all my iniquities. You have healed all my diseases. You have redeemed my life from destruction. You have satisfied my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed as the eagles. Psalms 103, 2 through 5. Lord, you have blessed my food and water and have taken sickness away from me. Therefore, I will fulfill the number of days. Therefore, I will fulfill the number of my days in health. Exodus 23, 25 and 26. All right. That, that is a blessing. And I plan on um, 
ingesting these gospels on my behalf and on behalf of our family members. He said three times, two to three times a day. I'm going to do it at least three times a day. Amen. All right. I hope you can join your faith with mine. I love you all. Bye-bye.